0: Hey One Church, welcome! It is Saturday night and it's time for another online service. We are so excited to have you here with us tonight because tonight Pastor Rick Stone is in the house and you know when he's preaching the word it's going to be incredible. So go ahead, tag a friend in the comments, share this to your wall, invite someone to this service because you don't want them to miss out. But most of all, we are so excited to have you here with us. So go ahead and leave a comment below. Say hello to everyone. Tell us how your week is because We love you, we miss you, and it is an honor to have you here with us tonight. So without further ado, here's Pastor Rick Stone with tonight's message. Here at One Church, we believe your tithes should belong in your home church. If you feel led to give, tithes and offerings can be contributed online through the Venmo app, available both on Apple and Google. Just search for One Church VB to find us today. We are now about to experience a rickstone original please enjoy hey one church we are glad to have you on this saturday night hope you are doing well hope everything's going great i hope that from last week's sermon you've just been thankful for what jesus has given you or whatever god has been talking to you throughout the week I encourage you to stay thankful and focused on what God is speaking to you directly, and we thank you again for coming tonight. We are on The GOAT, The Greatest of All Time, Part 3. We're talking about Jesus and how amazing he is, but we're in Colossians, and we're going to be reading uh, what Paul's writings are. Uh, I encourage you to go back, watch the previous weeks, especially Pastor Wally's message two weeks ago. He lays everything out for Colossians, and he, of course, whenever you have a chance to listen to Pastor Wally, I always encourage you to go listen to him, but he really lays the foundation for this series. Tonight, we're going to continue in chapter 1, and we're going to be in verses 9 through 12, but I just want to start off just reiterating how thankful we all can be. I mean, how thankful I am for Saturday night that we're able to do this virtually and still communicate in the comments and be able to talk to each other and still have fellowship virtually in these trying times. I hope that God just doesn't work in you because being thankful in all these times changes everything when you start with a thankful heart. So I hope you start with a thankful heart as we get into our message because, um, maybe maybe by you being thankful it'll help me out you know what i mean like it'll make me look better on my message but anyways enough of that uh i'm gonna jump right into it but this is galatians uh chapter one verse nine we're gonna hop right into it this is what it says for this reason since the day we heard about you we have not stopped praying for you we continually ask god to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives. I love this. This is Paul praying for other Christians. He's writing this letter to, to the church and he's uh, he's praying for them continually. He's not stopping and praying for each other is fantastic. I know that's very basic. That's probably something that that you've learned a long time ago is pray for each other, but you can never hear that enough that Paul is taking that basic ground level of christianity if you will and he's just praying for other believers and it's i know sometimes we we focus on praying for non-believers which is great always pray I, i encourage you in that but it's also great when we pray for each other when we pray for other christians when when we see someone going through tough times we can lift them up in our prayers and here uh paul is saying we're continually asking god to fill you with knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives the cool thing is is paul is, is praying a prayer that anyone can receive right he's he's praying for something very specific which we know also that the church was going through a tough time because people were uh, coming into it and preaching false messages and twisting it. And what Paul is saying here, I hope it's coming from the Holy Spirit. I hope God fills you up with the truth is really what it is, is it's a God message coming into you. He knows that anyone needs, heck, I can use that all the time. I can use his Godly knowledge. Right. And, and all understanding and wisdom that the spirit gives, I'll take it all. And Paul's focusing on a certain situation, but it's very broad in the sense of anyone can receive it. We can read this right now, and we can take this and pray for our brothers and sisters the same way. And, and the cool thing is, is when he's talking about knowledge, this, this word just isn't intellectual knowledge, which is great, right? It's great to read the word, know what everything says, and lay it all out. But this this knowledge word is it's more of an experience experience. It's an experience with God. Your knowledge is through experience having that relationship with God. It's not just learning about God over there, but knowing God and having that relationship with them. I love watching football and I feel like over time I've learned a lot about football, but I've never really played football other than backyard football. But when you get around people that really have been inside the game of football and had that experience, they just know a lot more i can tell you why a flag was called i can tell you this but someone that really knows that's been on the field and knows everything that about it and knows why plays are being called it's it's different because they've had experience with it and it's the same thing with god i can talk about god and tell you about who he is and and what he's done in the bible because i read about this and and all that but it's something completely different on top of that, on top of the knowledge of having that experience of what God has done in my life. So what, what? when you have that experience, someone that comes by and starts preaching something that doesn't fit or jive, you aren't prone to fall to it because not only do you know by reading what God's word is, I've had an experience, you can't tell me anything different because I have wisdom and understanding that comes from the Holy Spirit. Well, the holy spirit isn't he he doesn't just barge right in you invite the holy spirit in you invite him so when we pray we invite the holy spirit to guide us we invite the holy spirit to give us knowledge we ask for wisdom the holy spirit doesn't possess that's what the enemy does the enemy tries to possess tries to take over gives false false words tries to break into the door the holy spirit's going to knock on the door and we let the Holy Spirit into our lives because the Holy Spirit's not a bully. But when you have that experience of allowing the Holy Spirit to infiltrate, then you get the wisdom and understanding and you have that relationship. And it's not just God's over there and I'm over here. See, Jesus took that at the cross and broke the barrier. He he took that separation and split it and now we are able to be one with God. We don't have to wait for a certain person to be able to go do a certain thing inside of a certain somewhere and all this. It's, I get to go straight to the source because of what Jesus is, not because of how great I am. But we'll read what happened. We're going to read what having that personal knowledge does, having that experience with God does, which I encourage you this week. I encourage you this weekend to pray To God and ask him to to let you have an experience with him you know one of those special moments I, I encourage you to pray and say God I want that experience with you and it's allowing him and asking the spirit for wisdom in James it talks about wisdom when you pray you shouldn't doubt when you pray and say, God, I need wisdom, you shouldn't doubt because that's double-minded because you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna pray, but do I really trust God? No, trust God, allow him to bring you wisdom. I know that's a whole nother subject, but allow the uh, Holy Spirit and know that he's gonna bring it to you. That's the cool thing. When you have a situation and whatever's on your mind, that that big uh, decision you may have, that maybe it's for yourself or for someone else you're trying to work with, if it's your kids Or wherever it is, you can ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom in that situation. And then don't stress about it. I mean, I know we're human and you go, oh, if I stress, I mess up. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to put condemnation on you. I'm saying you don't have to stress about it because if you prayed for wisdom, the Holy Spirit's going to give it to you. And you can read the word and then pray that and then you're going to have an experience on top of that because I promise you it'll happen. I'm going to continue to read what Paul's saying here in verse 10. And he continues. So he says, understanding that the spirit gives. And then in verse 10, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power. This is verse 12, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. See, it's that knowledge and that experience that's where you get to have good works out of that. That's where it comes from. Anybody can do good works, right? Anyone can go out and do something good and not have a relationship with God. Anyone can go give to a charity or paint someone's wall or whatever, help someone out. And, and that's great. I think that's awesome. Fantastic. I, I love when people do that. But when you have the knowledge and that the Spirit gives you and then you get to go out and what the Lord gives you, you're going to bear fruit. It says bearing fruit in every good work that that's, that's from the Holy spirit. That's having that relationship with the Holy spirit. So when you go out and do it, it's going to bear fruit because you have that relationship and it's a godly motivation. Now it's not, I'm doing it. So look at me, look how good I am. It's man. God is so good to me. God is so good to me. I get to go out and do this for someone else. And I think that's, that's where God shines through us but you have to have that knowledge and relationship of God to understand where that good works comes from. We don't work for, I say this a lot, we don't work for God to love us because, to get God to love us, but because God loves us, I want to do good work. If we put it in that order, the enemy will try to twist it, right? The enemy will say, you got to do some good things or God's not going to love you, but when we know what the word says and we go, because God loves me, I want to do good work. Watch how much more good fruit it bears. Because what you're doing is you're putting yourself down here. This is my chart right here. This is my hand chart. So you start off down here and then I'm going to try to get to God's love. All right, because I did good work and you're never going to get there. That's the thing. We, we know that. But if you know God loves you, you're starting here, and then the good work comes. Yeah, I hope that makes sense, that visual. I know that was amazing work right here. Next, time I'm going to have a nice whiteboard and draw pictures on it, and maybe we'll place a game of hangman and down it. We need to do a lot. But anyways, I'm getting off track. So, But it's knowing where that relationship is, so then I can do good work, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Now you're growing in your experiences because you're seeing God work through you. And it says being strengthened with all power. But listen, being strengthened with all power by who? By my power, according to his glorious might, so that we may have have great endurance and patience. See, you will not have great endurance and patience if you're doing good work out of self. You're going to burn yourself out. You are not going to have patience and have that endurance you know run the long race if you're doing it out of look at me you'll you'll never have that you'll maybe for a period right maybe you'll feel good and you're going and going look at these good works and then all of a sudden you're oh i don't have the patience i don't have the endurance i'm sick of helping these people out because you're not getting the love from humans like you want right because it's not that love that you can have from god but when you have that godly love You're able to go out and have that endurance because you can keep doing it and you can have that patience and then you'll have the wisdom where to use that, right? Because if you're just constantly going out, going out, and you don't get refueled with God's love, you're going to get burnt out, but you can have the wisdom on where to use it. The Holy Spirit will guide you on where to use that and it's his power. Now you're working from his power, not your own power. I promise you, if you're working from your own power, you're going to fall every time you're going to get burnt out and you're going to get frustrated and you're not going to have the endurance to run that race that God has called you to. And I'm not saying it to the end of the world. We've all been there. We've all stopped and not condemning you. Don't take it that way. What I'm saying is, is it's just, we gotta, we gotta refocus, right? What am, am I, am I getting God's love? Am I using his power or am I using my power? Am I doing it to say, Hey, look how good I am or man, look how good God is. Now, I think it's it's cool when we do it from his power because it's going to turn out way better every time, right? It's going to be good. It's going to be, we're going to bear fruit every time when it comes from his power, right? When it's from his power, good stuff is going to happen. When it's from our power, it's not going to work out. And then verse 12, that this is what comes when you use his power. Well, it, it, it's almost like it, it can't not come from there, if that makes sense. From verse 12, So it says, have great endurance and patience. And then verse 12, it says, and giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Christians, we need to stop acting like we're not qualified. It says it right here, you're qualified. Do you understand that you are qualified if you believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins and you know you couldn't have saved yourself and you needed Jesus to save you and you can humble yourself to that. You are going to be joyful and you are going to give thanks because he is saying that I am qualified now. Right now I'm preaching and I tell you this, there's many of nights that I get up here and I don't feel qualified at all to preach to you. I don't feel like I should be up here. Why should anyone listen to me? But then you read a verse like this and says, "You you are qualified to share into his inheritance of the holy people in the kingdom of light. If I have If I am qualified to share into the kingdom, I can share the good news with you. I am qualified to share the good news with you. And so are you right where you're at, because that's what the word says. And when you have that experience and you understand, wow, God's grace is all over me because I know where I was, I know I was dirty, and I know I make mistakes, and good thing that His grace covers my future mistakes, because if it didn't, I'd have to repent every single hour of the day to make sure I'm covered, because I remember growing up, I remembered, what if I got in a car accident and died on the way to church? Do I go to heaven? Oh, well, I, I, I promise you, I always hoped that I died. On the, since I know it's a little morbid, but I always hoped that I died on the way out of church, right? At least I know I just came from church and I just praised Jesus, even though probably right after the church, I smacked my brother and then he beat me up or something like that. And I probably said in the church lobby, but it was one of those things where at least I've, I'm pretty good, right? But we don't have to think that way because he covered us in the future. We have, we are qualified. You need to know tonight that you're qualified. If you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and you are a Christian, you are qualified. And then you get to have because have that experience with God. And then you work from his from his power, not from your own and watch the fruit, watch the fruit happen. Watch what God does in your life because you're using his power and not yours. And you'll have the endurance to get through whatever it is that you're doing. You'll have the patience. Lord, 2020, we needed patience. Everyone said, oh, 2020, and here we are in 2021, and what do you know? The the same stuff from 2020 is still in 2021. We think, oh, because we flip a page on a calendar, everything's different, and we wish we could just magically erase all this, even my debt, right? Get rid of that debt, and I don't have, to, right? Amen. But that's not how life works. But the way God works is he gives us that endurance to get through it. Through 2021, that's all right. I'm gonna share God's word, and I'm gonna be thankful and giving joyful thanks. Not just, uh, not, not like when I tell Declan to say thank you or say sorry to Paisley. My six-year-old and my three-year-old. Declan goes, "Thank you, Paisley." He, he's just doing it so he can get to his Nintendo Switch, right? So he can get on there and hit the sticks. That's what he's trying to do. But when you have that joyful thanks, like more like the kids on Christmas morning, where you're like, thank you, God, for what you've done for me. Not just the hey, thank you, comma, I need this, this, and this, which is fine, bring your stuff to Him. But it's, I'm thankful for who you are. I can put on worship music and just joy comes in and you say, I don't feel very joyful, invite the Holy Spirit in. Allow Jesus to work in your life and watch joy happen. Read the word, worship God, meditate, pray, whatever it is, allow the, invite the Holy Spirit in and watch what happens. If, if, you need, if you aren't a Christian, the cool thing is it's very easy to make that decision. Repentance sounds like a scary word, right? Like I have to write all the dirty stuff I did in my life, put it down on a sheet of paper and say, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry for that, but that's not what repentance is. Repentance is I was thinking one way and now I'm going another way. I used to think like this and now I think like this, right? Like I used to not believe Jesus, I did not know who he was, sounded like a cool guy, whatever, but now I'm think I realize the grace that He's given me. I repent by changing my view, by from from going the wrong direction to looking in the right direction. That's all it is. It I'm simplifying it, and yes, it has huge ramifications. It, it, it's it's eternity that's completely changed. But not just your afterlife eternity, right? Not just this heaven but right here on earth it changes because now you have the holy spirit to guide you now now you have hope like you've never had before you have salvation and, and you may not fully understand what all that is but it comes with everything i just spoke to you about everything that i just talked to you about about having the experience having having the strength all of that gets put into the package it's not just i get a ticket and here you go you have the absolute best friend that in the world and you have God now with you and working beside you. And you may not fully comprehend it all, but all it is is making a decision for Jesus and watching what he does in your life. So I encourage you, if, if you don't believe or, and you wanna make that decision, and you wanna say, yes, I wanna follow Jesus, I want to have what you're talking about, Rick. It says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you will be saved. You don't have to jump through hoops and do all these other things. It's believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. The cool thing is, is we're going to pray here in a second, and that's confessing with your mouth. And the other thing is, is believing in your heart. No one else can take that from you. Only God knows, right? So you believe in your heart and let God work, work that out with you. So if that's you, if you want to drop a comment below, awesome. If you want to message us, We'd love to reach out to you. It doesn't mean you join one church. It, it, it just means now you have a relationship with God and we want to work with you. So you can message us, but I'm going to pray. And if you say amen at the end, that you made that decision. I encourage you to say it out loud also. So let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you so much for the cross. We thank you that all of our sin and shame is on the cross and you took care of it. And Jesus, we say today that you are our savior. And we thank you and we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives to guide us. And Lord, we thank you for who you are. We are Christians in the name of Jesus, amen. One church, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel thankful. I hope you're using God's power this week. You tap into his power all this week. When life gets on you, tap into his power. When things are going great, tap into his power. I encourage you this week, We love you. Message us. Say hi. You have a great week. See you next Saturday.